This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast was recorded at the Sage Transform Conference in October of 2022. Because it's a little shorter than our usual episodes, this episode does not qualify for free CPE on the Earmark app. However, it's a great interview. I hope you listen, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast live at Sage Transform. I'm David Leary. I'm Blake Oliver. And Blake, we have our second interview today. This is Dr. Kamika Smith. She is the founder of The Boss Network. The Boss Network. The Boss Network. <laughs> Kamika, please, yes. welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much. So what is The Boss Network? Oh, wow. So The Boss Network is actually a digital platform for Black women in business. So I tell people to think of Facebook for women in business. You know, um, our community, we created this space so that women could essentially network beyond the events. I started my first entrepreneurial journey in event marketing and um, event planning. And so I was creating these events for women to come together and talk about entrepreneurship and also careers. And a lot of the women were like, how do we join? And I was like, join what? This is just events. And that gave me the idea. So it's a community. It's a community. Join. Okay, got it. Because yeah. the in-person is just not enough. If you go to a session for an hour and you leave and absolutely, it's over. Okay, so it's, yeah. a, so it's a community. Now, is it a free website for people to join? So we have aspects. It is a membership-based platform, but there are aspects of our um, platform that are open to all of our subscribers. Um, like our newsletter, um, you know, our blog is, you know, accessible. But the core of what we do is membership-based because we're really working with these entrepreneurs to help them, you know, grow and scale their businesses. So you, had, when you were on stage, so you, were t- you had some stats on like yeah. stats about Black women entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And they're shocking. Like, can you, do you know, you probably yeah, know them yeah. better than I can. And you'll yeah, absolutely. Up. So um, there's nearly about 2.7 million businesses nationwide, um, but they still face disparities financially when it comes to growing their business. Um, less than 1% get access to venture capital. And so 61% of Black women self-fund their startups because they can't get access to loans through uh, traditional financial institutions. I, um, I think that bears worth repeating. You said less yeah. than 1%. Yeah, less than 1%. Venture capital. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's very alarming. And I, I was telling uh, my team today that I kind of did some recent research and I saw that it was 2%. <laughs> so I was like, oh, moving on up there. <laughs> Not the case. But yeah, it's still alarming that we have so far to go in 2022. And um, the pandemic, you know, just created so many more entrepreneurs. And these businesses are still, you know, struggling to kind of make it financially because, you know, they don't have access to the traditional loans and VC funding like other businesses. Please continue. I didn't mean to. You had some other stats that you were going to bring up. Well, I mean, yeah. So that's really the most alarming part, you know, not being able to get access to the funding, not being able to get loans. And then we saw, you know, with the payment protection program with the PPP loan um, that was supposed to be for the, you know, people who are struggling the most, that those um, entrepreneurs in that first round didn't even get access to it, yep. you know? We so that was that just, a lot. Yeah. yeah, it was just alarming and it's just a shock. And so for me as a founder and a small business owner myself, I was just like, okay, what can I do to help? Because you only can inspire people so much. You know, you only can say, you can do it, you know? Then it's like, but I need resources, I need tools, I need financial, you know, capital. And that's where, you know, I wanted to kind of level up even my business to figure out how to help these women. Yeah. So when that program happened, you were helping your entrepreneurs in your community figure out how to get those PPP loans. And because the banks, a lot of the big banks uh, were not helping new customers. They were not. And... Yeah. We really went through like just more of kind of like an educational component where we were like, you know, hosting trainings and workshops on how to actually apply for these loans, trying to, you know, get relationship with banks 
that will actually, you know, talk to these entrepreneurs. Because a lot of times it's based on relationships. And most of our, you know, small businesses, you know, either, you know, kind of maybe just got a business account or not even, you know, have a business account because they're, uh, you know, operating as like solo entrepreneurs or sole yeah. proprietors. And so not having that relationship made it really hard because now you're just, you just see an application. You don't see a person. They don't have a personal banker, you know? And so just teaching them the things that they need to learn to even position themselves for these uh, opportunities is a part of, you know, the growth process. So Kamika, do you, what do you think is the cause of this lack of investment in black female entrepreneurs? Like that rate of 2% or less, is it, is it because they don't have the network or is it because like when you go pitch to a VC, they are not receptive because of race or? Well, like to be honest, it's a combination of all those things. The racial inequality is rampant in so many different areas. And so this is not, you know, one that, you know, it's it's not touching as well. So the racial disparity comes from, you know, just our country not really supporting minorities in general. So it just trickled down into all these different areas and this being one of them. So, you know, you have a situation where Black women are the fastest group of entrepreneurs growing businesses, but then 60% of those businesses are not even thriving because they don't have the financial support or backing. And again, I think what you're talking about with resources and access, that's a big part of it because most VCs, they're looking at businesses that, you know, they can see themselves in. And I always tell people that, right, you know, if you're a, a bald white male, you might not really understand, you know, the benefits and the billion dollar industry that a black hair care company can offer. Right. Because it's just not something that you're you know, used to seeing. So I think understanding and even having an interest to understand these industries is important. Yeah, understanding the market. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, if you're not part of that, uh, if you're not part of that group or that culture, yeah, it's it's tough to understand it. Yeah. And so then you raised a fund so yeah. you can invest. And Absolutely. Then, and that's why you're you're, you're partnering out with Sage. Yes. Yeah. So I'm the type of person where I launched my uh, community, uh, this platform, 14 years ago, and I launched it for myself because I was a black woman that was looking to grow a business and didn't really know where to go, didn't know how to get started. And so as I started to talk to entrepreneurs, because I'm an educator, I started my career in education. And so I knew the power of community just from, you know, when you work in a school system, you got to bring all the resources together to support the children. And so I knew I wanted to bring that into my business. And I said, OK, if I'm learning about growing a business, I need to bring this back to my community. And I created the Boss Network platform to be able to share my, my resources with other women. So as I saw what was happening around the pandemic and all these companies that were, you know, folding essentially because of COVID, I said, OK, what can I do as a founder? If, if, they're, if nobody's going to invest in my community, then I'm going to invest in them. I mean, I started my business at a time where you know, black women in entrepreneurship wasn't even a thing. I mean, I literally had people telling me, like, that's not going to work. Like, nobody's interested in that. Um, but I was listed very early, I think my second year in business, and Forbes is one of the top 10 websites for women in entrepreneurship. And so that validation motivated me, like, this is actually important. And I saw a, a trend that was going to happen way before it actually happened. So the accounting profession uh, yeah. has a diversity problem. This yeah. is something that we know we have. Uh, mm-hmm. The professions acknowledge this at the highest levels. Yeah. And it's been... Making... And the numbers are similar. Like, well, it's the... like, so let's just t- take the, the female equation, right? Um, yeah. Uh, partners at accounting firms, like especially at big ones, it's like less than 30%, less than 20% are yeah. women. Yeah. So we're not even close to half. Right. And then black accountants, I mean, I think like less than 1% of CPAs are black. Right. Yeah. Um, so, it, so it kind of... The, the racial inequality is rampant in a lot of different industries, you know, 
particularly, I would say, more financial lucrative industries, right? And so what I feel and what I have always felt is, you know, companies and, you know, organizations, the best ways to help change that is through mentorship, is through education, you know, awareness. If we're creating, you know, programs starting in grammar school or high school, you know, exposing young people to these different career opportunities, um, if we're in college giving uh, minorities an opportunity to actually intern, and if we see someone that has potential talent at our firm, you know, why not put that person under your wing and say, hey, let me show you how to really grow in this career. So I think we all have a stake in changing, you know, the issues around diversity. How can accountants and accounting firms support yeah. your community and what you're doing? What can we be doing better? Yeah. Well, you know, I think that, you know, one of the biggest issues, as you know, with entrepreneurship is, you know, financials, like being able to actually understand your financials. Most businesses fail because, you know, sometimes you get lucky, right? You start a business and you get lucky. How do you actually scale, right? How do you actually learn your bookkeeping, your tax preparation? How do you get those skills? So I think it's important for um, the accounting industry to say, hey, how can we support, you know, these, these small businesses through mentorship or coaching or actually teaching them? And that's why the program that we have with SAGE, our Boss Impact Fund and Invest in Progress grant is so unique because we're not only investing financially in these brands, but we're also giving them a one-year scholarship to our Boss Business University. And within that university, we have like trainings every single month on different topics around business development. Right. So that's accounting, that's financial literacy, that's digital marketing, that's, you know, customer service. So we in Sage has offered their executives and their leadership team to be some of the mentors. So, yeah, it's been great. That's great. So outside of mentorship I mean, and just lack of exposure to business, like, mm-hmm. what are some of the other issues that black female entrepreneurs have that maybe we're naive on being the two mm-hmm. white dudes of the podcast? Like, yeah. like, what other issues do they face outside of exposure and mentorship or not getting mm-hmm. them? Mm-hmm. Well, outside of exposure and mentorship, the funding is going to always be an issue, right? That's going to always be the biggest issue because we can, you know, give people mentorship and coaching. And if we're not giving them financial support, I mean, you're really just setting them up, up, setting them up for failure because they're not going to, still not going to grow. You have all this, you know, information and it's like, what do I do with it? You know, if I can't even, you know, pay for some accounting software because I don't have the, you know, the funding to do so, I can't scale and add a team member to my team to help me. If I don't have that financial support, then it's going to really be limited as far as how I can grow my business. And so if, if I'm an account or bookkeeper and I have black female entrepreneur mm-hmm. and it's very clear if I'm looking at her books that she needs more money, yeah. like, do I send her to you? Like, do I send her to the boss network and tell her, hey, go join this? Is, I mean, that, is that a way for accountants to support this effort, I guess? I mean, yeah, I think that Finding resources for your clients is important, right? There are a lot of programs out there right now that are doing grant programs. The Boss Network is just one of them. Okay. And I actually created it because I saw a lot of businesses launching them, especially prior, uh, you know, after George Floyd happened. A lot of companies said, you know, we want to do more to help support the Black community. A lot of it was, you know, lip service, in my opinion. Um, I didn't really see it trickle down into those communities that needed it the most. And so if, you know, I feel like, you know, being advocates and allies is important. You know, t- like you guys are doing right now, right? Having the conversation because, you know, we think about in corporate culture, sometimes we are not aware of certain things that are happening. You know, I had so many people walk up to me after the Sage presentation with uh, Steve Hare, the CEO, saying, you know, I didn't even know this was an issue. Like, of course, we know there's inequalities, but we didn't know that, you know, it was still less than 1%, less than 100 Black women have received 
a million dollars in investments for their companies. When you have, you know, you know, other companies that are receiving multiple millions of dollars for just an idea, you know, not even a formulated business. So it's, you know, yeah. What, what's a success story? Somebody that you've mentored or is there maybe any brands or successes that we might, our listeners might have heard of? Yeah, well, you know, we have, um, with the launch of our first Invest in Progress grant, we launched it with a $1.5 million um, investment. And so this first round, we were able to invest in 35 um, Black women entrepreneurs. We actually got over 15,000 applications in 30 days. So it was incredibly overwhelming, but also showed a huge need. 15,000 applications. In 30 days. Wow. And 35 spots. Yes. How, did you, how did you go through well, it? I mean... I didn't. <laughs> you know, like any good business person, you you hire partners. And yeah. that's another thing that entrepreneurs need to understand. You know, you can't do everything. You, you The biggest way to grow is in collaboration. You know, if you're a small business and there's certain things that you need for your business, collaborate with another small business and figure out how to support each other. So I partnered with a company called Hello Atlas and their grants management company. And so they manage all the grants. They went through the entire, um, you know, uh, cycle of actually reading the applications and they sent us the top 100. Thank God. <laughs> So from there, we were able to look at those 100 entrepreneurs and look at their businesses and look at look at them as founders, because that's important also, right? Is this a founder that's committed? Is this a founder that has already has some skin in the game, right? Those are the type of people that I want to work with, right? Because it's easy to start, especially nowadays, everybody's starting a business, right? But, you know, who's actually really committed to right. the process because it sounds good and looks great on social media. But when you get in the skin of it, in the thick of it, it is not easy, as you all, I'm sure, know, right? Oh, yeah. It's a lot of work. Right? A I tell coaster. people it's the hardest job you'll ever have working for yourself. Yeah. So you've got to have real committed people. And um, we have had so many great success stories. Um, one of our founders, she is an, which is another industry that's very much lacking in diversity. She's a female architect in Chicago. And so um, we just did uh, for Black, Hist Black Business Month, which was in August, we did a feature with her and CBS News. Because she was able to, as a, you know, limited, you know, African-American female architect and designer, she was able to actually get her own office space, right? And hire staff. I mean, we actually went to her office. It was stunning. I'm like, wow, this is amazing what you've been able to do. And but she's like, this is because of the funding that I was able to get. You know, I, I, everybody wants to scale. You know, everybody wants to hire staff. But if you don't have the support there financially, how can you do it? So that was a really great uh, opportunity to see that. And then we have another company called Vontel Eyewear, who just recently partnered with Disney to create eyeglasses for children off of different uh, cartoon characters. So, like, they've only been in business two years, right? But through the support and this mentorship, they've been able to figure out, okay, how do I leverage my business to get customers and partnerships? So, And then without your network, without the Boss Network, there's no way somebody's going to go get a deal with Disney or get Absolutely. that support. They wouldn't even get a meeting or just foot in Absolutely. the door or anything. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So a lot of what, we, what, we, what we're giving these women, it might sound cheesy, but it's confidence, right? Because a lot of times you feel, you know, as a, a solo entrepreneur, you feel like it's just me in it or, you know, I can't do this. But when you have, you know, a group of 35 other black women that are on the same path as you, and now you have this community and this support and then this, you know, even more smaller cohort that you can lean on and say, hey, I'm struggling in this area. How, what are you doing? You know, and when we have these powwows, they're having conversations or asking questions and they don't feel so alone. Like, oh, I, I, I didn't want to say anything, but yeah, I feel that way too. I kind of literally had one of my entrepreneurs who told me that after she got the grant, she literally had anxiety because now all eyes were on her. And, you know, before she was like on it, on it, on it. But now she has the funding. It's like people are expecting me to be great. And I told her it's not about great. You, you get some good, 
and then you move to great, you know? So just being able to have those conversations is important. How, if people want to get a hold in contact with you, if people want to go to the Boss Network, how do they find it? What's the way, best way to contact yeah, you? Yeah, so we are um, a digital platform, of course, so we're all over social media. They can follow us at The Boss Network on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, everywhere. <laughs> Tamika, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Blake. David, I appreciate it. Thank you.